The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Mark chapter 13, because why not? Hi guys, and happy March 1st. We are in March. That means it's been almost over a year since this global pandemic whooped our butts. So yeah, but you know, it's spring. So the weather's starting to get a little bit nicer in London, blue skies, all of that lovely stuff. Things are just looking up. And that's the complete opposite of what we're going to be reading about in Mark chapter 13. So yeah, this chapter is a head scratcher, especially when thinking about the end times and eschatology. If you're not really well versed on eschatology or don't really feel inclined to any which way of thinking, I would just encourage you to continue researching. There's really great debates online. There are really great podcasts that deal with different things. I maybe will do a Q&A at some point and I'll share those so I have time to actually think about which resources have helped me. I think this this chapter, it'd be easy for me to try and get lost into saying this happens and this is going to happen and this means this and this means this, but honestly, I don't know. So what I will say is that I think this passage teaches us three things about suffering and persecution. And I think they're as true now as they were true before and will be true in the future. So I'm going to talk about those afterwards. Maybe you'll spot them as you go through. But let's just jump right in. Mark chapter 13. And as he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, See that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. And when you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place. The end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. These are but the beginning of the birth pains. But be in your guard, for they will deliver you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all nations. And when they bring you to trial and deliver you over, do not be anxious beforehand what are you to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where he ought not to be, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let the one who is on the housetop not go down, nor enter his house to take anything out. And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. 
and alas for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that it may not happen in winter. For in those days there will be such tribulation as has not been from the beginning of the creation that God created until now, and never will be. And if the Lord had not cut short those days, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, whom he chose, he shortened the days. And then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But be on guard, I have told you all things beforehand. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Amen. So there we have it, guys. That was Mark chapter 13, and that was a whole lot of doom, gloom, and glory. That is such... A good tagline. Mark, where you at? I, I got a business proposal for you. But anyway, I wonder if you guys picked out those three things that we can learn about suffering. Maybe you guys learned a couple or more, picked out a different three things that I kind of got out of this in terms of just a general overview of suffering and persecution. So the first for me was to expect it. I mean, these are prophecies and whether you believe that some have been fulfilled or not, these are prophecies. And I think we can kind of know in our own lives that being a Christian isn't just a uh, isn't just a badge of honor it comes with a cost and for many people especially like in the Middle East in Asia that it's a heavy cost um, but we should be expected to face persecution then the second thing is that persecution doesn't mean that we stop sharing the gospel I love how throughout all of this there's that one verse where it's like and but first the gospel must be preached to all nations it's like in the midst of all of this chaos that's going on in this passage all of the chaos that's going on in the world the spreading of the gospel the preaching of the gospel is something that christians are called to do and then the last thing about suffering and persecution is that it will end one of my favorite phrases in life is and this too will pass and there's definitely that but not only will it will it pass but god is in complete control and Jesus is coming back. The end of suffering is the beginning of kind of our glorification. So that's amazing and exciting. 
But anyway, those were my thoughts about suffering and persecution in terms of this chapter. If you guys want to dig deeper into eschatology, then yeah, go check out some debates. And yeah, let me know what you guys' views are. I think that mine, especially because of this chapter, I was studying it this morning and I've been kind of teetering between kind of post-millennialism and non-millennialism. And I think this one kind of signed the deal for our millennialism for me. But yeah, I mean, what do I know? anyway hope you guys enjoyed that episode the study questions will be on my instagram and yeah until tomorrow where we're getting into mark chapter 14 goodbye god bless and i'll see you in the next one